You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to episode one of Aging Starts Now. I'm your host, Barbara McGinnis, and today we're talking about your important papers with our guest, Josh Hunter. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Josh is with Take Us McGinnis, and he helps us particularly with Medicare and VA planning. And I know important papers are important to your job and how things um, and, and how we apply for some of these public benefits and how we manage them, right? For sure. Definitely. And there's a long list that we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. So let's just start with what are important papers? Well, important papers cover a pretty wide range of subjects. You know, you have your wills, your power of attorney. If you have trust documents, of course, your legal paperwork's important. Mm -hmm. You also have things like your insurance statements that are, you know, revolving around your assets, like your deed to your home, uh, your Medicare card, your Social Security cards, birth and death certificates. And if you're a veteran, things like the DD-214. So we were talking about important papers, things that cannot be replaced or cannot be easily replaced could could be important papers, like all those estate planning documents. Mm -hmm. Um, And proof of ownership, bank accounts, and the titles to certain things. Of course. I'm trying to think of just how to categorize those, those identification items, things yeah. like that. You that have are like personal ID, you have insurance, you have legal paperwork. Yeah, the, the big things. And for our clients, we, we actually produce a, a little list of things that are suggested important papers. We do. Yeah, this list will kind of help people, first of all, think about some of these documents you may not have thought of before, like your insurance or, you know, things like we mentioned a minute ago, like your, you know, death certificates and Medicare cards. And then it also gives you the option of, you know, where did you put it? You can write it next to the item. For example, my will and revocable trust is here. You know, I've put it in a lockbox. It's in the binder. Things that your family would recognize, hopefully, if they need to find it. Yeah, because not only is it important to have these documents, but you have to be able to access it at the right time when when you have a situation that occurs. Exactly. Uh, um, one other thing that we mentioned that was important, and it's a document in however format you want to create it, would be a list of pins and passwords for online accounts. Definitely. Things are just getting more and more electronic. You know, your computers, your banking access, all of these things. And When your family needs to access them, it's usually a crisis situation, and you don't want anything else in the way. And I don't really know how how smart it is to keep a list of pins and passwords in your phone, because our phones are Mm -hmm. constantly or at risk Mm -hmm. of being... Lost or stolen. Right. So, that kind of list, if you're going to write it, and and you probably should write it, should be in a super secure place in your home. Right. And And, that also keeps it from potentially being stolen by a hack situation or... Anything like that if somebody were to get access to your phone. So, we've got important papers, including pens and passwords. So, digital uh, assets perhaps as well. Mm -hmm. 
And we need to put them in a place where we can find them if we need them or if someone who's going to be taking care of us needs to access it. Do we keep it at the bank or we keep it at home? Well, we'd hopefully want to keep it at home. And the reason you may not want to do like the safety deposit box at the bank is people can't get into that. You know, if something were to happen to you, are these documents accessible? You know, if you've locked them up in a safe at home, but nobody knows how to get into the safe, that's not any more helpful. The, the combination or the key is missing. Right. Yeah. The key's inside the box kind of thing. Right. That's definitely not helpful to the people who are trying to help you. All right. So everyday living, is, is there any reason to have some of these documents in our phone or uh, in a family Dropbox account that people can access that way. Yeah, uh, things probably like a healthcare power of attorney could be pretty useful. You know, some of these things we had discussed uh, in private are, aren't um, street valuable. You know, nobody's going to be able to steal them and use them. Right. So something like a healthcare power of attorney, somebody gets in a car accident and they need representation now, you know, you can show that and get things moving. I know from personal experience, it was really helpful to have my documents available right there with me when I needed it. Alternative, if you're not a tech-savvy person, what are some of those alternatives to keep them close by? Well, I'll admit, I wish I was more tech-savvy than I am. So one of the things we did is we had actually made copies of some of these documents and kept them in the car. So when we did have health crisis pop up, it was really convenient to be able to produce those and get things moving. We also knew where the original was and it was accessible, but thankfully the people accepted our copies and we were able to move right on into it. Yeah, usually a healthcare power of attorney is just something yeah. that they're happy to have a copy of. Exactly. And um, and in the ER or on an on-site emergency access, just being there right there on the person. Right. And then it may be the opposite for some documents. There are some things you probably only want to keep the original and get them out the moment you need them. Like Things Social like Security your Medicare card, card and your mm-hmm. Social Security card. You know, big certificates like birth certificates and things. Anything with your social on it, of course. Stocks, bonds. Those are those are real mm. hard paper things. Right, your, your original deeds and stuff. Yeah, some of those things are going to do real well um, in, in a fireproof box at home. Again, we've talked about they're not going, they're not items that are necessarily um, something that people are going to break into your house and try to steal. Or mm-hmm. could they be destroyed in an, a disaster like a fire or a tornado or flood? Tennessee, we've had all of those things. For sure. So, I guess that's something you want to think about when you keep them at home is you want them protected, but you also want them accessible. But on the other side of that, it's not like you just want a bunch of papers sitting on your bookshelf at home that are going to get damaged, bumped, dirty, and torn if they are this important. So you got to find a good mix, a good balance. And in all honesty, they're really at greatest risk of being lost because because you've organized yourself, you've put them someplace safe, Mm -hmm. and then lo and behold, you've forgotten where that someplace safe is. Or or you've moved. You've moved. We help a lot of clients right after they've moved, you know, either from their lifetime home in with a family member or moving into a facility and a home's being sold. That's a lot of shuffling around. I've seen people with um, with a dementia diagnosis as as their illness progresses, they like to just move those papers around. They organize and reorganize, and then suddenly, not only do they not know where things are, but neither does their family members. So right, and then it's not helpful. You know, all that planning could kind of go to waste. Well, it's certainly not there when you need them, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the other 
things that we should think about. Uh, what if we just don't have all the important papers we need? How do we pers- uh, how do we persuade family members to actually get their ducks in a row? Yeah. So one thing I think we see a lot with uh, clients as they come here is that sometimes you know seniors and family members aren't motivated in helping themselves, but they're motivated to help their family and the people around them. They don't want to be an inconvenience or a burden. Mm-hmm. So I think you can kind of play into that and say, hey, mom. You know, if something catastrophic were to happen, we don't know what to do for you. You know, we don't know where these things are, and it's going to make it so much harder. Help us help you. You know, play it in that direction. Right, that they need to be organized. If I need to step in and do these things for you, then I need to... Here's what I need from you. This is what I need. Um, First of all, I I may need the authority to act on your behalf. Just because I'm your daughter or even because I'm your wife doesn't mean I have the authority to act. So we need legal authority, and then I need to know what are the potential things I need to be taking care of. Right. Some of the financial side. You know, sometimes we see spouses here who only have so much of the household responsibilities that they, you know, they've done their whole life. Sometimes we have a wife who may not have been as heavily involved in the the financial side of things, and if their husband were to pass, could end up being kind of lost and confused. Or if that husband just suddenly has a, a stroke that something totally unexpected right. happens and then they don't even know bills and bank accounts and where the money may not even know where all the money is right they've always done taxes they've managed you know our retirement and we don't know where things are and we we actually have a client here i think of a story on the other way around you know when this individual's wife passed away he felt really lost and confused on how to do some of the things she managed around the home it was just things he had never done Right. You know how to get this, you know how to get that, where where were things put up in the house? I think you used yeah. a term earlier, situational, being stranded situationally. That's right. Yeah, so if you're, if you're lost just based on the situation, um, it has nothing to do maybe with your capabilities, but more about, you know, did you know it? You know, we have some really capable people who once catastrophe happens, you're kind of lost. That, you know, the situation can get you. All right. So our three takeaways about important papers. One, defining what important papers are. What are we talking about? That's right. If you're a client here, we have a list for you. You can probably find you one. It's not just estate planning documents. It's proof of ownership. Um, It's inventory of assets, pins and passwords, Mm -hmm. identification uh, items like marriage certificates. uh, Proof of service if you were a veteran. Proof of service. So Mm -hmm. know what your important papers are. Have them in a safe place that's easily accessible. Um, And it doesn't mean everything has to be stored in the same place, but you need to know where everything is. That's right. At least maybe make a catalog, you know, that your family can find. And, And share enough information. You don't need to pass around copies of everything, but share enough information so that people can come along and actually help manage a situation, whether it's disability or death, right? Right. And then that last step would be, you know, if you don't have some of these documents or there may be things you haven't considered, sit down and have that conversation with your family and convince them to get these things done. It's a lot easier now than when crisis arrives and you have to do more than one thing. You know, you want to limit that as much as possible. Deal with the new thing that's happened because you've already done your planning. Absolutely. I love that message. Well, and that's what we like helping families do, right? Exactly right. Plan ahead before we're responding to a crisis, if at all possible. All right. So for uh, more information about your documents and how to use them, how to manage 
life in general, For right? Sure. Yeah. You can check out our website, uh, which is tn-elderlaw.com, yeah. or look at us on our show notes page. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. All right. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 